0: You are listening to episode 24 of the new rules for your life and your business podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Every day, our world is shifting and changing new technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger.
0: Thanks, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by from not only myself, but my guests, and they are born out of real life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is the new media. And my special guest is Jeff Brown. Some of the highlights in this episode are, you'll hear how Jeff went from a life altering event to success by thinking more entrepreneurial. Who's really in control when it comes to the media and one of the secrets to success. That and more today on the new rules podcast.
1: Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets.
0: Jeff Brown is an award winning broadcaster and the genius behind the Read to Lead podcast, a highly regarded show that quickly rose to become the top three career and top 10 business podcast in 2013. His show is basically founded on the belief that intentional and consistent reading is key to success in business and in life. And it provides listeners with thoughts and insights about leadership, personal development, business, and marketing. With his 26 years of experience in the radio industry, Jeff Brown brought his expertise into the Podcaster Academy, an online course he founded in December 2013, aimed at providing podcasters with the necessary communication artillery in order to help them deliver better and more improved shows by connecting more intimately to their listeners. His goal is to improve podcasters' communication skills through the Podcaster Academy wow jeff that is really amazing and as someone who is one of your students which i'm hoping that you will recognize that the podcast has been improving i (laughs) welcome you
2: (laughs) well thank you so much for having me holly it's a a pleasure to be here and uh, i hope i live up to to what you just shared about me by the end of this podcast
0: oh i'm sure you will i'm sure you will and as i just mentioned about jeff He actually um, has been working with me and I joined his mastermind so that I can bring you you know, better information in a more entertaining and informative way. So you will definitely live up to it, Jeff, I'm sure. (laughs) So before we jump into the show, I just, I have to ask you, um, you have an amazing voice. So my curiosity got the best of me. And and I just want to know, like, at what age or what time was the first time somebody said to you, oh, my God, you should be on radio?
2: (laughs) Well, it it never really was. Uh, it never really was like that, to be honest with you. Um, I I just had an interest uh, in uh, audio and recording and and radio specifically from an early age, and I used to play radio in my room, and I had an eight track player and a record player. I'm dating myself here, a record player and uh, uh, a radio that I went back and forth from one thing to the next, you know, queuing up songs and pretending like I was a DJ and got a tape recorder one year for Christmas and 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 played with that and had fun with that and just was fascinated with that whole thing. Uh, and actually, I was going to be a, a music teacher. I was going to college uh, as a music education major. And after a couple of years, I dropped out and decided that teaching really wasn't in me after all, uh, at least not at the junior high level <laughs> for the rest of my life. And uh, I sort of floundered around for a, a few months and and just landed uh, on my feet in this sort of uh, crash course in radio tech school, local thing. And uh, uh, six months later, um, I was, you know, placed in my first job and, you know, didn't there wasn't anything unique about my voice or anything like that that I recall or anybody uh, latching on to. But I guess over time, when you talk as much as I do, I guess, you know, it's just like exercising any other muscle in your body. uh, my voice over time became a little richer, a little deeper, um, uh, and all of those other things, uh, words that people use to describe it. And so it just kind of developed, I guess. It, it's been a blessing and a curse, uh, a curse in the sense that, you know, when it comes to voiceover work, I have a very particular style about me. And uh, I had to, uh, in fact, uh, as I developed as a radio talent, had to um, lose a lot of bad habits. And I, I, I early in my career, was very much... Uh, somebody who, you know, everything I did on the air, I sounded like an announcer. Everything that came out of my mouth, and 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 less like a human being. And so, I had to really work at being more human and being more real and more approachable and less like, you know, a robot. And so, uh, there's certainly uh, nice things about, uh, you know, having the voice, quote unquote. But uh, I I realized that early on, I had to I had to lose a lot of a lot of bad habits, a lot of stiffness. It came along with, with having a misunderstanding uh, as to what a radio personality was was supposed to be.
0: That's interesting. I don't think people realize that, you know, that you you can be human. You can talk like you're talking to a friend from the radio.
2: Absolutely. And you should. I have a good friend, Stu Gray, uh, who um, is, um, does very well uh, in doing voiceover work, uh, voiceover work for a lot of, of major companies. Uh, and, and back in the late '80s and in in on into the '90s, even when I got my start in in radio, especially in the in the '70s and '80s, uh, before I actually started, what was really desired uh, by a voiceover person was somebody with that big voice. You still hear that a lot in like you know movie trailers and that sort of thing. Uh, in a world, you know, all that kind of thing. And uh, Stu uh, is really in, <clears throat> excuse me, in demand today because he sounds like a regular guy. He sounds like an everyday dude. He he he, he could. Come off as young as you know uh, early twenties to uh, as old as you know mid thirties, uh, and has a theater background, and, and that's really helpful when it comes to voiceover work. So he gets a lot of work. I on the on the other hand don't um, get nearly as much as he is because the demand for a voice like mine is not what it was in you know back in the day. And so um, I have a very specific skill set when it comes to voiceover work, where where, where my friend Stu. Is, is much more in demand because more and more uh, marketers are understanding that what they need are human beings uh, who can act and not uh, radio DJs who sound like announcers.
0: Well, it's like everything else, Jeff. I think that life and, and people and businesses have to get back to basics mm. and, and really just relate to people on a one-on-one level. It's, it's different than it was. You know, everything was so high-tech – <laughs> and, and now it's becoming more, well, you know, let's talk. Let's see eye to eye, and I think from the way you're describing him, that's how he sounds, like, hey, you could just sit down and have a cup of coffee with him.
2: Yeah, that's one of the, the great lessons I, I learned in doing um, a morning show uh, uh, that I did for six years. I had three co-hosts in that time, but uh, which made it a little tough, but but one of the things I learned is uh, and one of the bad habits I had to unlearn, I should say, Uh, was that, you know, you're coming to the the table, coming to the show, um, having everything in order, life being perfect, putting on a good front, uh, acting like everything's okay, even when uh, during the times it might not be, are are not what you want to do. You want to come to the table, you want to come to the show, warts and all, and that's okay. And, um, you know, If you don't have your act together 100 percent of the time, then then it's okay to let people know that. And you become uh, more approachable. Uh, You become somebody that people can actually identify with instead of somebody that people end up putting on a pedestal because they think you can do no wrong uh and and it makes for a much more enjoyable to listen to uh personality and, and show at the same time and as a byproduct of that uh, usually a show uh that is um does much better in the ratings <laughs> and so i had to again unlearn a lot of that stuff and realize that it's okay um to let the 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 the, the failings uh, come through and in fact uh it can uh, work to your favor When you're much more real and honest with your audience about who you are and what's going on in your life.
0: Well, you know, I totally agree with that a thousand percent because I was listening to um, another person's podcast last week and I thought, wow, he, you know, I could just really relate because he's Mm. just telling the whole world everything he went through in such an honest and authentic way. And it wasn't canned. It wasn't prepared. It wasn't anything. So yeah, I think that's right on target. I definitely have to have to agree with you there. So have you ever gone through a life changing or life altering event? And I, I'm guessing you have because you you got into this whole uh, podcasting arena. So can you just share with me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, a little less th- than a year ago, uh, after working uh, for the same company for uh, 14 years, uh, me and two of my my colleagues, uh, who together, we'd been there 33 years. I'd been there 14, 111, one, eight, We were all at go on the same day as part of a sort of a company restructuring or reorganization. Uh, the person who had hired me uh, and the, and the other two of us had left a few months before to go to a a different gig and, you know, new regime comes in and they kind of want to clean house and mix things up a little bit. So that was part of it as well. Uh, but, but prior to all that happening to me, I'd been having conversations about this time last year uh, with my wife about me sort of seeing the, uh, my radio career uh, come to an end or my desire to see it come to an end. I'd, I'd done all the things I'd ever wanted to do in radio uh, and accomplished all the, all the goals I had set, which was great. And I was very, very blessed. Uh, but, I also knew that it was something that i wasn 't going to be doing forever, and as far back as you know two thousand and ten I, be, I began doing things in the in the margins of life, as they say, to sort of uh, you know, developing other skills and and, and uh, bringing in uh, income in other ways, diversifying uh, let 's say uh, in preparation uh, psychologically mentally for the the day that would inevitably come when I would step away from radio and so uh, with that all starting back in 2010, uh, then last year, about this time, I began talking with my wife about what that would look like if that happened. You know, this year, 2013. Uh, at the time, if I were to leave, um, what that would mean for us? How would it look? What would the, what, you know what kind of plan would we put in place? And so we began putting that plan in place and talking about that more seriously. And initially, it was hey the fall that I was going to step away, and then it ended up becoming I think in part because I was a little nervous about it. It, be, it became December 31st. I put you know, the end of the year, the end of 2013 would be the day that I would, would step away. And I, I think I moved it back again in part uh, out of like, you know, fear of hoping. <laughs> I, 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 you know, that decision is just such a scary decision when you've been somebody who all his life or all their life, you've had a job, you've had a steady paycheck, you've had vacation days and health benefits and all those things we think of as safety and security. Uh, but I had also learned uh, that that stuff is only as safe and secure as the person in charge continuing to allow you to have those things, and and, and one person's decision could change it all. Um, and so, for for that reason and others, I began you know developing this plan. Well, uh, lo and behold, if not two or three months into developing that plan, then the, the the very thing I just talked about you know safety and security, all those things we think of. Uh, were indeed taken away uh, in, in just one fell swoop on one morning and it's all gone. And so when that happened, I knew right then and there that uh, my desire to step away uh, was indeed the right thing and that I just needed to move the timetable up, you know, by six or so uh, months. And so that's that's what we did. Uh, I, fortunately, uh, I was blessed, you know, with a, with a relatively um Generous uh, severance package, having been there for as long as I was, and so that helped for a few months, Uh, and and it it helped us sort of, kind of, you know, get ready for the day when we would, you know, be truly out on our own. And um, I haven't looked back. Uh, I've, I, 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 you know, look at my life now. The last ten months and working for myself uh, is, uh, you know, losing my job is probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, A couple of years ago, or three or four years ago, if you uh, had suggested that I walk away from from a job and all these other, again, security and safety type things, I would have thought you were crazy. And just the idea of doing that would have, you know, struck, you know, fear down my spine. Uh, but here it was, you know, this time last year, like I said, um, I had over well, in the last couple of years, I'd really gotten m- more and more comfortable with that idea and realizing that, you know, for me to truly experience life to the fullest and, and live it the way I only wanted to live it, that I wanted to be on the other end, the opposite end of that security and safety spectrum, which is which is freedom, I think. Um, Now, the flip side of that coin is there's no safety net, uh, which is the scary part. But uh, having experienced freedom for the last 10 months, uh, I plan to continue heading in that direction.
0: Well, welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Well, It's sad, I mean, what you went through because I also have a cousin who was working actually – I think, 30 years with the same company. And one day they expanded and just decided to let her go. So I totally can empathize with what you went through. But on the other hand, there really is no safety net. It's all perceived when you work for somebody. So, you know, I'm glad that you were in the preparatory stages <laughs> so that you could land on both feet and and now we're so happy where you're at, because one of the things I, I encourage through the, the podcast is for people to develop multiple in- income streams and not just to rely on one, because the world has just changed so dramatically over the last few years. And I, I believe it's going to continue to change
2: yeah I, I agree um I think um uh, the phrase i use i think the nature of work uh, is, is changing you know there's a there 's a lot of office buildings that used to be uh filled with the hustle and bustle of, of of work and people that are sitting empty now or being rented out you know as apartment buildings or whatever you know uh, and there 's not there is no guarantee for any of us and I think you know while you have a job, which is what i did is is to 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 you know uh, flesh out a passion to work on a, on a side gig. Something you truly enjoy that it just, you know, something you would do, whether, you, uh, you know, you would make money from it or not, but something that you're passionate about, something that you're really, really good at. Hopefully those two are the same thing, but something that people would be willing to pay you for, if not now, maybe down the road. You know, so for me, that was, you know, I'm really fascinated with mobile technology and apps. So I'm going to dive in and and learn about that industry. Uh, and 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 that's when I launched Brown Nose Media and uh, later uh websites was was added to that. And so uh, when I got laid off, I dove headfirst, you know, every day instead of just here and there into helping small businesses uh, with mobile apps and their websites. And so uh, that predominantly has paid the bills, uh, you know, the last uh, 10 or so months. But then that's been supplemented with, you know, sponsorships for my podcast, things like you mentioned Podcaster Academy uh, and and other, you know, individualized coaching and that sort of thing. And so um, all about diversifying the income uh, i really I used to think that you know everybody had really one true passion, and that 's the thing you needed to figure out and more and more i 've realized that that really pigeonholes you there 's nothing wrong with three or four things that you love to do, each of which you know add up to to make ends meet uh, and so that 's kind of where i 've been the last uh, ten months and got my hand involved in a lot of different things, and I enjoy every one of them uh, pretty much equally so uh, I, you know, each day is different depending on my area of focus, and that keeps it interesting. Uh, and the diversification helps in the sense that if one thing, you know, is slow for a month, then the other things pick up the slack and, and vice versa.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I love hearing what you just said. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And that you're happy every day just – that's the way it's supposed to be,
2: <laughs> you know?
0: And what do they say? When you enjoy your work, you'll never work another day in your life. So. Right. There you go. Well, Jeff, you've interviewed so many well-known authors through your podcast. What message do you feel is best as a new rule for life or business today?
2: Today's new rule. Well, you know, the, this doesn't come so much from my guests as as much as it does. Just from my own experience uh, with some of the things that I just just shared, and and when folks ask me this question or or similar questions, what I usually come back w- with is is something that uh, a friend and colleague of mine, Mark Ramsey from Mark Ramsey Media, once said on his blog, and he's and that is, uh, you know, the media is everybody, and everybody is is media, and and that's something I really tried to um, teach those i worked with uh, in broadcasting uh, in, in in the sense that uh, and what that means is no longer uh, do the gatekeepers uh, control everything you know when i got into radio i had to be in the good graces of somebody doing the hiring in order to get my foot in the door and that meant working part time on the am station that nobody listened to for 6 months before i could graduate quote unquote to the fm you know, 50,000 watt music station that everybody listened to you know uh, and i had to have somebody's permission but uh, to create to uh, whether that 's a blog or a podcast or uh, you know think of uh, musicians I mean musicians don 't necessarily have to have a record label anymore if if you 're good at what you do uh, if you write great songs if you 're a, a great vocalist, you can create videos and post them on YouTube and get discovered <laughs> you know and, uh, and 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 maybe a record deals the way to go and and maybe maybe you know continuing on your own is the way to go the choice becomes yours you're the one in control the same thing with with authors you know uh you, you don't have to have a publishing company necessarily necessarily to publish a book uh you know you can publish your own book uh, uh without any anyone else's um you know blessing uh if you if you so desire if you want to be on the radio uh like I was for 26 years you can start a podcast and not only be heard in your local town like I was for a a large uh, part of my time, Uh, but you can be heard all over the world. And so uh, to me, that's what that phrase means. The media is everybody and everybody is media. The Internet has democratized everything. Uh, And so um, you can do whatever it is you want to do. You can create whatever it is you want to create. And nobody has to give you permission before you do that. Like Seth Godin, I think it was, who said in one of his books, stop waiting to be picked. Pick yourself.
0: Oh, I've never heard that. I love it.
2: One of my favorite quotes. Yeah,
0: no, I I have to second that. Wow. No, I've actually never heard that quote. You know what? Stand up and be counted. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So the internet, obviously, right, has changed everything for us. We can, you know, pretty much create and do anything that we want. And if we have a message to share, we can do it, which is wonderful. And that is the good side of the internet because i'm not going to go into all the things that the problems with socialization that the internet has caused Mm. but that that is the good part and i think if we focus on that we'll get a lot farther you know in life and just focus on, on the good things and whatever we're looking at but when when we talk about why it's important for somebody you know can you just tell us some of the things you think like yes you know stand up and be counted you know the media is everything, you can be the media, you know, why is that important to somebody?
2: Well, I think in essence, it means, uh, you know, the sky is the limit, there's nothing holding you back from from whatever you want to do, except you. And so, you know, it used to take, um, you know, if you wanted to uh, you know, create or, or sell a product, uh, let's say, uh, back in the day, that meant, you know, uh, leasing a factory space and hiring a bunch of employees and, You know, getting a bank or or, uh, some willing investors to, uh, you know, put, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the mix to to get you off the ground and started. Well, nowadays, really all you need is a computer and an Internet connection uh, and, um, you know, something to offer people, something that people are willing to pay for, like I said earlier. Uh, and that to me is is a very, very liberating thing with, with an investment of just a few hundred or a couple of thousand dollars. Uh, you can do what years ago took hundreds of thousands of dollars to accomplish and you can share it with the world, not just to start off people in your own backyard. And to me, that that is the most amazing thing about the internet and and you can do it from anywhere and so you can be location independent at 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 the same time
0: yeah i mean you can be whoever you want and you know we were discussing before the more authentic you are i think the more successful you will be Mm. so you know i hear you loud and clear on that yeah um yeah a computer a connection and um you had also mentioned you got to stick to it because so many people come and go because you know, they just don't have that work ethic. You've got to be consistent and persistent, you know, to to get where you want to go.
2: Yeah. Being a podcaster and somebody who coaches other podcasters, I talk to a lot of students and a lot of uh, coaching clients who, you know, get two or three months into the process and and maybe things aren't growing as fast as they would like to see with downloads or whatever. Or maybe they've sort of hit a plateau and Things are are going steady and, or maybe they even take a dip after the first couple of months because they're not in new and noteworthy anymore or what have you. Uh, and that's the point that a lot of people give up. Uh, and, and the same thing happens with blogs. I mean, uh, gosh, how many, how many blogs have I started that, that I let fizzle? I mean, I'm guilty of this as much as anybody, right? Uh, and what oftentimes I, I, what I've learned is that just for a lot of us, just when we're about at that point of, of, uh, you know, you know, tipping and, and, and that snowball rolling down the hill—just when we're about at that tipping point—is usually when most of us give up. Uh, ha- had we just dug a little bit deeper or a little bit further into that tunnel, we would have found the treasure, <laughs> and everything would have would have fallen right in our lap. That's what happens a lot of times. Folks just don't stay with it, with podcasting especially, and blogging too. Consistency. Is so underrated. It's not so much about quantity and you know posting three or four or five times a week, or you know doing an, a podcast episode every day, or whatever it is you're creating. But whatever it is you do, do it consistently so that your listeners, your readers, whoever uh, your your patrons know that you're you're going to be there. Time and time again, if that's weekly, if that's monthly, whatever that is, just do it consistently, so that people know that they can count on you, and then just do it to the to the best of your ability. And if you'll stick to it and have that stick to itiveness, as I like to say, eventually I, I think you will you will hit a breakthrough, you will hit that tipping point, uh, and and see success from that.
0: Oh, I love that! And while doing this is not simple, <laughs> it's it's easy but it definitely requires effort there's no doubt about it you know but i think anything in life that's worthwhile does take a lot of work and you know the secret is to enjoy it and to you know don't get into something that you know you're doing and it's going to be a drudge because then you won't stick to it absolutely so yeah right on with that so will you tell us what your favorite quote is
2: Favorite quote. Yeah, it's tough narrowing that down, but one of my favorites uh, more recently is from uh, Jim Rohn, uh, who uh, is famously known for saying, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Uh, and that has really um, uh, fleshed itself out in, in, in my life in the last year uh, by way of of mastermind groups. I'm in a couple of personal mastermind groups. Uh, one meets virtually, one meets face-to-face. And in, for those that, uh, anyone who may not know what that is, um, it's a group of men that I meet with um, each week. And these are men who have similar goals and aspirations uh, um, as me. And it can be a mixed group too. It could be men and women, depending on uh, you know wh- what you want to accomplish. Mine happen to be uh, two groups of all men. Uh, but we uh, are set to challenge each other, to encourage each other, um, to uh, offer help to each other when someone's struggling with something they're trying to accomplish. And this, you know, covers both personal uh, personal life and, and the business life. Uh, many of, of the guys that I'm in these groups with are uh, guys who are entrepreneurially minded. And so they're like me in that sense. And so uh, you know they're they're there to challenge me when I need to be challenged to encourage me when I need to be encouraged. We can help each other because we have different skill sets so uh, a couple of guys in one of the mastermind groups i 'm in recently launched podcasts and so having been on that journey, I was able to help them a great deal um, uh, One of these two guys i'm thinking of is uh, an expert on things related to uh, you know building a, a, a funnel system and uh, lead magnets for your business. And that's something that I struggle with. And my eyes sort of glaze over when I think about that stuff, but he's an expert in that world. And so he's helped me in that regard. And so, uh, and these are things that I don't want to do that. I know I need to do that. He can help, you know, help me get off my duff and actually do. And so, uh, it's all this last year for me has been about being very deliberate and very intentional about who I spend my time with and who I spend the most time with. Obviously my wife is a part of that equation, my miniature dachshunds are a part of that equation. <laughs> uh, I love my, that. <laughs> my, my in-laws and family are a part of that equation. But I make sure that also the, the rest of that equation is filled out with people who have similar goals and similar drive to me and um, who, who, who really, really, really want to um, experience the kind of freedom that I want to experience and, and, and are equipped to help me do that and I them. So – Uh, master when i hear that phrase you know or that quote you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with to me that shouts that that speaks mastermind groups and so if you're not in one i think you should try to find one and if you can't find one consider starting one and there are plenty of you know free resources online and elsewhere to help you sort of figure out and and navigate that well you know what, what does that mean exactly what does it look like what's the format um you know, uh, all those questions that you might have about uh, b- about how to get a mastermind going can easily be found online.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually going to be in the process of starting a mastermind virtually mm. so that, I, you know, I can offer it th- to the, you know, new readers. That, Excellent. Yeah, to, to the new rules uh, listeners and get it going. So I think masterminding is definitely critical you know, in a lot of different aspects of your life, not just business, you know, there's people I mean, it's, you don't. I wouldn't really call it a mastermind. But, you know, in the community where I live, there's different uh, what they call clubs for everything. But in essence, you know, they're people who have a lot in common that they just spend time together, they share their skills. Mm. And it is it's a wonderful concept. So Jeff, I talk a lot about Um, taking time for yourself each and every day. I think that really increases your productivity, increases your success, it recharges you. And one of the ways to do it is just to sit down, relax and read a good book. And I know mostly when you're interviewing people, you're talking about nonfiction books. But for here, I'd like to focus on a fiction book. So what is your favorite book or series of books to read?
2: Uh, Well, this goes back to my childhood. uh, And I've uh, read them again more recently uh but the first thing that com- the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask that is lord of the Rings uh it, it's a tough <laughs> uh tome to get through uh but uh, uh I, there's nothing that I enjoy more than going back to that. I'm also a big fan and just remember uh in, in junior high going again back to my childhood uh having an English reading assignment and one of the choices of books that we could read as part of this assignment in the class was the hobbit and so uh that's when my my Uh, Fandom, uh, if you will, for J.R.R. Tolkien uh, began, uh, and then and then I later went back and read Lord of the Rings. But those uh, those books are are at the top of my list of 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 all time favorites, and go back and again read them uh, again er, er, every maybe three or four years.
0: Interesting, you know, I wonder about those two in particular if they're more male oriented. I I really (laughs) should do a poll about that because I know a lot of guys will say that. It's their favorite, and I'm an avid reader, and honestly, I, I don't think I've read one of those books. <laughs> I know. It's strange, right? <laughs>
2: well, they, they probably are more uh, geared to guys, I guess. Uh, I'm just really fascinated not only with the books themselves, but the effort and the, and the length that Tolkien went to to create this whole backstory, this whole you know uh, world and, and language, Elvish and all these other things, uh, just this history that he created uh that uh, just lends so much to the reading. And so uh, I, I've I've been fascinated for, uh, with them for as long as I can remember. And like I said, it, it's not normal for me to read a book multiple times, any book, uh, fiction or otherwise. But uh, uh, Tolkien books are, are the exception for me.
0: Oh, Okay, I love that.
2: <laughs>
0: well, I, I appreciate your taking the time to spend with us today. I can't thank you enough. And I really want to um, really highly recommend the Read to Lead podcast. I think it's fabulous. I love the authors that you're interviewing. Um, I think most of them, people will know right away, don't you? I mean, you're not you're not picking strangers off the street. You're really, you know, picking some very well-known authors, which is, you know, big kudos to you for doing that. And um, I will also put under the show notes, the Podcaster Academy uh, for anybody that really wants to learn how to communicate better when they're doing a podcast, because I think your knowledge is, it's just invaluable.
2: Well, I appreciate that uh, very much, Holly. Uh, you know, when it comes to to authors that that I talk to and interviews that I share. Uh, it's important to me uh, to you know, do my due diligence and really bring uh, to the podcast, to the ReachLead podcast, the the cream of the crop. And so, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to be you know New York Times best selling authors. Sometimes it's it's first time authors. But um, I, I feel like that you know if if I'm bringing to the table a less than, you know, stellar author, a less than five star book, if you will, that and I'm wasting everybody's time. And so I, I want to be very picky about that uh, because I think I owe it to my listener who's giving up 30 or 40 minutes of their day to, to spend with me and the author. So I take that very seriously. So I, I appreciate you, you recognizing that and, and and mentioning that.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks again. And if you would like to connect with Jeff, he's very active on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find the information for him on the notes I've created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. And an easy way for you to start talking to him is to mention you heard him speak on the new rules for your life and your business podcast. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review over on iTunes, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a big thank you. By leaving a review and downloading an episode, it makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. A big thank you today to New York Girl 703, who says the podcast is very authentic and caring. And I can't tell you guys how much it really touches my heart when I get a review like that. I appreciate it so much. So thank you. And thank you for being here, taking your time and listening today. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, Jeff is taking advantage of what the media has to offer. And what I want to ask is, are you?
1: Thanks for listening to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, so leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business.